Act One of the Maid's Tragedy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Maid's Tragedy, by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. Dramatis Personae. Cleon, read by David Nicol. Strato, read by Algie Pug. Lysippus, read by M. B. Diphilus, read by Marty Chris. Melantius, read by David Goldfarb. Aspasia, read by Ariel Lipshaw. Armentor, read by Peter Bishop. Messenger, read by Marty Chris. Calianax, read by Andy Minter. Diagoras, read by Elizabeth Clett. The King, read by Bruce Peary. Evadne. Read by Elizabeth Clett. Cynthia. Read by Skylark. Night. Read by Avaí. Neptune. Read by Bob Gonzalez. Aeolus and Servant. Read by Barry Eads. Dula. Read by Beth Thomas. Lady. Read by Bev Stevens. Antiphila. Read by Avaí. Olympias. Played by Skylark. First Gentleman. Read by Marty Chris. And narrated by Elizabeth Clett. Act One. Scene One. Enter Cleon, Strato, Lysippus, Diphilus. The rest are making ready, sir. So let them. There's time enough. You are the brother to the king, my lord. We'll take your word. Strato, thou hast some skill in poetry. What think'st thou of a mask? Will it be well? As well as mask can be. As mask can be? Yes, they must commend their king, and speak in praise of the assembly, bless the bride and bridegroom, in person of some god. They are tied to rules of flattery. See, good my lord, who is returned. Noble Melantius! Enter Melantius. The land by me welcomes thy virtues home to Rhodes, thou that with blood abroad buyest us our peace. <laughs> the breath of the king is like the breath of gods. My brother wished thee here, and thou art here. Uh, he will be too kind and weary thee with often welcomes, but the time doth give thee a welcome above this or all the worlds. My lord, my thanks. But these scratched limbs of mine have spoke my love and truth unto my friends more than my tongue e'er could. My mind's the same it ever was to you. Where I find worth, I love the keeper till he let it go, and then I follow it. Hail, worthy brother! He that rejoices not at your return in safety is mine enemy for ever. I thank thee, Diphilus, but thou art faulty. I sent for thee to exercise thine arms with me at Patria. Thou camest not, Diphilus, t'was ill. My noble brother, my excuse is my king's strict command, which you, my lord, can witness with me. Tis true, Melantius, he might not come till the solemnity of this great match were past. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have given cause to those that envy my deeds abroad to call me gamesome. I have no other business here at Rhodes. Well, we have a mask to-night, and you must tread a soldier's measure. These soft and silken wars are not for me. The music must be shrill and all confused that stirs my blood, and then I dance with arms. 
but is a mentor wed this day all joys upon him for he is my friend wonder not that i call a man so young my friend his worth is great valiant he is and temperate and one that never thinks his life his own if his friend need it when he was a boy as oft as i returned as without boast i brought home conquest he would gaze upon me and view me round to find in what one limb the virtue lay to do those things he heard then would he wish to see my sword and feel the quickness of the edge and in his hand weigh it he oft would make me smile at this his youth did promise much and his ripe years will see it all performed enter aspasia passing by hail maid and wife thou fair aspasia may the holy knot that thou hast tied to-day last till the hand of age undoot mayst thou bring a race unto a mentor that may fill the world successively with soldiers my hard fortunes deserve not scorn for i was never proud when they were good exit aspasia how's this you are mistaken for she is not married you said a mentor was tis true but pardon me i did receive letters at patria from my mentor that he should marry her and so it stood in all opinion long but your arrival made me imagine you heard the change who hath he taken then a lady sir that bears the light above her and strikes dead with flashes of her eye the fair evadne your virtuous sister peace of heart betwixt them but this is strange the king my brother did it to honour you and these solemnities are at his charge tis royal like himself but i am sad my speech bears so unfortunate a sound to beautiful aspasia there is rage hid in her father's breast calianax bent long against me and he should not think if i could call it back that i would take so base revenges as to scorn the state of his neglected daughter holds he still his greatness with the king yes but this lady walks discontented with her watery eyes bent on the earth the unfrequented woods are her delight and when she sees a bank stuck full of flowers she with a sigh will tell her servants what a pretty place it were to bury lovers in and make her maids pluck em and strew her over like a corse she carries with her an infectious grief that strikes all her beholders she will sing the mournfullest things that ever ear hath heard and sigh and sing again and when the rest of our young ladies in their wanton blood tell mirthful tales in course that fill the room with laughter she will with so sad a look bring forth a story of the silent death of some forsaken virgin which her grief will put in such a phrase that ere she end she'll send them weeping one by one away she has a brother under my command like her a face as womanish as hers but with a spirit that hath much outgrown the number of his years enter a mentor my lord the bridegroom i might run fiercely not more hastily upon my foe i i love thee well a mentor my mouth is much too narrow for my heart i joy to look upon those eyes of thine thou art my friend but my disordered speech cuts off my love thou art melantius all love is spoke in that a sacrifice to thank the gods 
Melantius is returned in safety. Victory sits on his sword, as she was wont. May she build there and dwell, and may thy armour be as it hath been, only thy valour and thy innocence. What endless treasures would our enemies give that I might hold thee still thus? I am but poor in words. But credit me, young man, thy mother could no more but weep for joy to see thee after long absence. All the wounds I have fetch not so much away, nor all the cries of widowed mothers. But this is peace, and what was war? Pardon thou, holy God of marriage-bed, and frown not. I am forced in answer of such noble tears as those to weep upon my wedding-day. I fear thou art grown too sick, for I hear a lady mourns for thee, men say to death, forsaken of thee on what terms I know not. She had my promise, but the king forbade it, and made me make this worthy change. Thy sister, accompanied with graces above her, with whom I long to lose my lusty youth and grow old in her arms. Be prosperous. Enter messenger. My lord, the maskers rage for you. We are gone. Cleon, Strato, Diphilus. We'll all attend you. We shall trouble you with our solemnities. Not so, Amintor. But if you laugh at my rude carriage in peace, I'll do as much for you in war when you come thither. Yet I have a mistress to bring to your delights. Rough though I am, I have a mistress. And she has a heart, she says, but trust me, it is stone, no better. There is no place that I can challenge in't. But you stand still, and here my way lies. Exeunt. Scene two. Enter Calianax with Diagoras. Diagoras, look to the doors better for shame. You let in all the world, and anon the king will rail at me. Ay, very well said. By Jove, the king will have the show in the court. Why do you swear so, my lord? You know he'll have it here. By this light, if he be wise, he will not. And if he will not be wise, you are forsworn. One may wear his heart out with swearing, and get thanks on no side. I'll be gone. Look to it who will. My lord, I will never keep them out. Pray stay, your looks will terrify them. My looks terrify them, you coxcombly ass, you! I'll be judged by all the company whether thou hast not a worse face than I. I mean because they know you and your office. Office? I would I could put it off. I'm sure I sweat quite through my office. I might have made room at my daughter's wedding. They had near killed her among them. But now I must do service for him that hath forsaken her. Serve that will. Exit Calianax. He's so humorous since his daughter was forsaken. Hark! Hark! There, there! Oh, so, so! Codus, Codus, what now? Open the door. Who's there? Melantius. I hope your lordship bring no troop with you, for if you do I must return them. Enter Melantius and a lady. None but this lady, sir. The ladies are all placed above save those that come in the king's troop. The best of roads sit there, and there's room. I thank you, sir. When I have seen you placed, madame, I must attend the king. But the mask done, I'll wait on you again. Exeunt, Melantius, and lady. Stand back there. Room for my lord Melantius. Pray bear back. This is no place for such youths and their trolls. 
Let the doors shut again. Aye, do your heads itch. I'll scratch them for you. So now thrust and hang. Again? Who is it now? I cannot blame my lord Kalianax for going away. Would he were here, he would run raging among them and break a dozen wiser heads than his own in the twinkling of an eye. What's the news now? I pray, can you help me to the speech of the master cook? If I open the door, I'll cook some of your calves' heads. Peace, rogues! Again? Who is it? Melantius. Enter Kalianax. Let him not in. Oh, my lord, I must. Make room there for my lord. Enter Melantius. Is your lady placed? Yes, sir. I thank you, my lord Kalianax. Well met. Your causeless hate to me, I hope, is buried. Yes, I do service for your sister here. That brings my own poor child to timeless death. She loves your friend Aminta. Ah, such another false-hearted lord as you. You do me wrong, a most unmanly one, and I am slow in taking vengeance, but be well advised. It may be so. Who placed the lady there so near the presence of the king? I did. My lord, she must not sit there. Why? The place is kept for women of more worth. More worth than she? It misbecomes your age and place to be thus womanish. Forbear. What you have spoke I am content to think the palsy shook your tongue, too. Why, tis well if I stand here to place men's wenches. I shall forget this place, thy age, my safety, and through all cut that poor sickly weak thou hast to live away from thee. Nay, I know you can fight for your whore. Bait the king, and be he flesh and blood, he lies that says it. Thy mother at fifteen was black and sinful to her. Good my lord. Some god, pluck threescore years from that fond man, that I may kill him and not stain mine honour. It is the curse of soldiers, that in peace they shall be brained by such ignoble men, as if the land were troubled, would with tears and knees beg succour from em. Would that blood, that sea of blood, that I have lost in fight, were running in thy veins, that it might make thee apt to say less, or able to maintain, shouldst thou say more. This Rhodes, I see, is not but a place privileged to do men wrong. Ay, you may say your pleasure. Enter a mentor. What vile injury has stirred my worthy friend, who is as slow to fight with words as he is quick of hand? That heap of age, which I should reverence if it were temperate, but testy years are most contemptible. Good sir, forbear. There is just such another as yourself. He will wrong you, or me, or any man, and talk as if he had no life to lose since this our match. The king is coming in. I would not for more wealth than I enjoy. He should perceive you raging. He did hear you were at difference now, which hastened him. Make room there. Hote boys play within. Enter king, Evadne, Aspatia, lords and ladies. Melantius, thou art welcome, and my love is with thee still. But this is not a place to brabble in. 
Kalyanax, join hands. He shall not have my hand. This is no time to force you to it. I do love you both. Kalyanax, you look well to your office, and you, Melantius, are welcome home. Begin the mask. Sister, I joy to see you and your choice. You looked with my eyes when you took that man. Be happy in him. Oh, my dearest brother, your presence is more joyful than this day can be unto me. The mask begins. Night rises in mists. Our rain is come, for in the raging sea the sun is drowned, and with him fell the day. Bride Cynthia, hear my voice. I am the night for whom thou bearest about thy borrowed light. Appear, no longer thy pale visage shroud, but strike thy silver horn through a cloud, and send a beam upon my swarthy face, by which I may discover all the place and persons, and how many longing eyes are come to wait on our solemnities. Enter Cynthia. How dull and black am I! I could not find this beauty without thee, I am so blind. Methinks they show like to those eastern streaks that warn us hence before the morning breaks. Back, my pale servant, for these eyes know how to shoot far more and quicker rays than thou. Great queen, they be a troop for whom alone one of my clearest moons I have put on, a troop that looks as if thyself and I had plucked our reins in, and our whips laid by to gaze upon these mortals that appear brighter than we. Then let us keep em here, and never more our chariots drive away, but hold our places and outshine the day. Great queen of shadows, you are pleased to speak of more than may be done. We may not break the gods' decree, but when our time is come, must drive away and give the day our room. Yet whilst our reign lasts, let us stretch our power to give our servants one contented hour with such unwanted solemn grace and state as may forever after force them hate our brother's glorious beams, and wish the night crowned with a thousand stars and our cold light. For almost all the world their service bend to Phoebus, and in vain my light I lend, gazed on unto my setting from my rise, almost of none but of unquiet eyes. Then shine at full, fair queen, and by thy power produce a birth to crown this happy hour. Of nymphs and shepherds let their songs discover, easy and sweet, who is a happy lover. Or, if thou wilt, then call thine own endymion from the sweet flowery bed he lies upon, on Letmus top, thy pale beams drawn away, and of this long night let him make a day. Thou dreamst, dark queen, that fair boy was not mine, nor went I down to kiss him. Ease and wine have bred these bold tales. Poets, when they rage, turn gods to men and make an hour an age. But I will give a greater state and glory, and raise to time a noble memory of what these lovers are. Rise, rise, I say, thou power of deeps, thy surges laid away. Neptune, great king of waters, and by me be proud to be commanded. Neptune rises. Cynthia, see thy word hath fetched me hither. Let me know why I ascend. Doth this majestic show give thee no knowledge yet? Yes, now I see. Something intended, Cynthia, worthy thee. Go on, I'll be a helper. 
hie thee then, and charge the wind fly from his rocky den. Let loose thy subjects, only Boreas too foul for our intention as he was. Still keep him fast chained. We must have none here but vernal blasts and gentle winds appear, such as blow flowers, and through the glad boughs sing many soft welcomes to the lusty spring. These are our music. Next thy watery race bring on in couples. We are pleased to grace this noble knight, each in their richest things, your own deeps or the broken vessel brings. Be prodigal, and I shall be as kind and shine as full upon you. Ho, oh, the wind-commanding Aeolus! Enter Aeolus out of a rock. Great Neptune, he, what is thy will? We do command thee, free Favonius and thy milder winds, to wait upon our Cynthia, but tie Boreas straight. He's too rebellious. I shall do it. Do. Exit Aeolus. Great mistress of the flood and all below, thy full command has taken. Enter Aeolus with Favonius and the other winds. Ho, the main, Neptune. Here. Boreas has broke his chain, and struggling with the rest has got away. Let him alone. I'll take him up at sea. He will not long be thence. Go once again and call out of the bottoms of the main, blue Proteus and the rest. Charge them put on their greatest pearls, and the most sparkling stone the bearing rock breeds. Till this night is done by me a solemn honor to the moon. Fly like a full sail. I am gone. Exit Aeolus. Dark night strike a full silence, do a thorough right to this great chorus, that our music may touch high as heaven, and make the east break day at midnight. Cynthia to thy power, and them we obey. Joy to this great company, and no day come to steal this night away, till the rites of love are ended, and the lusty bridegroom say, Welcome light of all befriended. Pace out you watery powers below, let your feet like the galleys when they row even beat. Let your unknown measures set to the still winds, Tell to all that gods have come immortal great to honor this great nuptial. Hold back thy hours, dark night, till we have done. The day will come too soon. Young maids will curse thee if thou stealst away and leavest their blushes open to the day. Stay, stay, and hide the blushes of the bride. Stay, gentle night, and with thy darkness cover the kisses of her lover. Stay and confound her tears and her shrill cryings her weak denials, vows, and often dyings. Stay and hide all, but help not, though she call. Great queen of us and heaven, hear what I bring to make this hour a full one, if not her measure. Speak, sees king. Thy tunes my amphitrity joys to have, when they will dance upon the rising wave and court me as the sails, my tritons play music to lead a storm, I'll lead the way. To bed, to bed. Come, Hymen, lead the bride, and lay her by her husband's side. Bring in the virgins every one that grieve to lie alone, that they may kiss while they may say a maid. Tomorrow twill be other, kissed and said, 
Hesperus be long a-shining, Whilst these lovers are a-twining. Enter Aeolus. Ho, Neptune. Aeolus. The seas go high. Boreas hath raised a storm. Go and apply thy trident, Else I prophesy, ere day, Many a tall ship will be cast away. Descend with all the gods, And all their power to strike a calm. A thanks to every one, And to gratulate so great a service Done at my desire, Ye shall have many floods Fuller and higher than you have wished for. No ebb shall dare To let the day see where your dwellings are. Now back into your government in haste, Lest your proud charge should swell above the waist And win upon the island. We obey. Neptune descends with the sea-gods. Hold up thy head, dead knight. Seest thou not day? The east begins to lighten. I must down and give my brother place. Oh, I could frown to see the day, The day that flings his light upon my kingdoms And condemns old night. Let him go on and flame. I hope to see another wild fire in his axle-tree, And all falls drenched. But I forgot. Speak, queen. The day grows on. I must no more be seen. Heave up thy drowsy head again, And see a greater light, A greater majesty between our sect and us. Whip up thy team. The day breaks here, And you some flashing stream shot from the south. Say which way wilt thou go? I'll vanish into mists. I into day. Exeunt. The mask ends. Take lights there, ladies. Get the bride to bed. We will not see you laid. Good night, Amintor. We'll ease you of that tedious ceremony. Were it my case, I should think time runs slow. If thou beest noble youth, get me a boy that may defend my kingdom from my foes. All happiness to you. Good night, Melantius. Exeunt. End of Act One.